This is TBMSRadio.com with Brooklyn Mike having Sunday dinner with Brooklyn Mike. And uh, shortly, we're going to have a, 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 a guest here, a special guest uh, for having Sunday dinner with Brooklyn Mike, uh, the beautiful and talented Graziana Maria Lazaro, an Italian-American singer-entertainer. She is uh, phenomenal. She has uh, played around the world. Uh, and I haven't mentioned it to her, but she sang at Shea Stadium, and uh, there's not too many uh, uh, Mets fans here, and I, I'm one of them, and we have uh, a couple of our listeners down in Poughkeepsie are big Mets fans, and they would be awesome to hear that Graziana played at the Shea Stadium, uh, so uh, she's going she's gonna to make a lot of fans today especially uh, from the fact that she's saying at Shea Stadium. We're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about uh, the Italian heritage and history uh, with Graziana. So uh, and she has a lot of great music. We're going to play some uh, music from her today, um, before and after. And uh, if you miss any part of this show, come back at 5 o'clock and you're going to hear the whole show all over again. You'll hear the interview with Graziana. And we're going to place the interview over into our podcast series through our website, tbmsradio.com. You can also listen to Graziana in all of your podcast uh, uh, favorite platforms. So check it out on tbmsradio.com. We're going to also talk about her website and all the stuff that she's got going on. So right now, here is a song by Graziana Maria Lazaro, This Is My Life. Funny how a lonely day can make a person say, What good is my life? Funny how a breaking heart can make me start to say, What good is my life? Funny how I often seem to think I'll find another dream in my life. Till I look around and see this great big world is part of me. When I feel afraid I think of what I've mess I've made Of my life Crying over my mistakes Forgetting all the breaks I've had In my life I was put on earth to be A part of this great world as me And my 
Guess I'll just add up the score and count the things I'm grateful for in my life. This is my life. Today, tomorrow, love will come and find me. But that's the way that I was born to be. This is me. What a sound. What a powerful voice by Graziana Maria Lazaro. This is my life. Yes, as I promised, uh, we have a special guest having Sunday dinner with Brooklyn Mike here on TBMS Radio is uh, our beautiful and talented Italian-American singer, Graziana Maria Lazaro. Graziana, how are you? Very good, Brooklyn Mike. Thank you so much for having me. I am uh, very, very excited to be on your show today. That's awesome. We are honored to have you here and uh, just love the fact that you were with us here on uh, tbmsradio.com. And uh, you have an amazing voice and you've played all around the world, right? I have. Lucky me. (laughs) And like I said, you know, you had um, you you've actually sung at Shea Stadium. We were talking about that just before you got on the air. Yes, that was actually one of my biggest experiences of my um, career and till this day it will always be an amazing amazing honor Um, especially as an Italian American immigrant right because I I was born in Italy I came here when I was five Um, and I have to say it's just an amazing thrill and excitement and honor and what best to honor my country that has given me so many possibilities and opportunities um, forever embedded in my memory, I have to say. Yes, it's, uh, it is amazing. And you know what people don't realize, it's so difficult uh, to, to sing in a stadium such as that because of the reverb and the delay that, that there is in the stadium. And, yes, very different. And it, it takes a, a special person to do that. And, and I, I've heard it from a lot of artists how difficult it is. And... Uh, you know, you picked up a lot of fans here uh, who are Mets fans, and uh, they, they uh, you know, they're, they're a big fan of you now. <laughs> well, thank you so much. A big shout out to them. Thank you for your support. Um, I did want to just also say to the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. I hope you have a wonderful day. It's beautiful weather here in New Jersey, and I hope wherever you are, it's a, a beautiful sunny day. Yes, and happy Father's Day to your dad as well. Uh, Thank you. I know uh, mine is not no longer with us, and uh, um, 
part of the Italian culture is uh, our. You see, you got me started. <laughs> <laughs> part of our Italian culture is uh, the closeness that we have with our families. Absolutely. And uh, my dad was. Uh, Definitely, my mom and dad were both my best friends, and uh, as you know, it's uh, it's it, it's it, there's a closeness that is indescribable to be part of an Italian home and culture. One hundred and ten percent. You know, they will always be your number one fan. Yeah. No matter you know what you do, and you know, I had mentioned this to you earlier that. I will never, ever stop making my parents proud and, you know, to see them smile and to make them proud of me is the biggest goal that I have for them because, you know, the sacrifices that people make when they come to a different country other than their home country, you know, it's a lot that goes in there. Um, and so, you know, that's something that I know I'm always going to have this big debt um, because of the opportunities and possibilities that they were able to provide me. Um, and the only thing I can do is just, you know, make them proud and hit all the goals that I came out and set out to do for myself. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know, it's, it's, it, it's true because there's nothing, you know, more powerful than the love of a parent, but then being part of an, that Italian culture uh, there is an amazing love uh, among the families, and and uh, it's one of the things why this uh, show got started, having Sunday dinner with Brooklyn Mike. I had always remembered my mom and dad always, uh, you know, my, my dad playing the music, the Italian music, all of the Jimmy Rossellis, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, and, uh, you know, all the famous uh, Claudio Villa and uh, Bocelli and all those guys. Sure. And, and how, you know, my mother cooking the Sunday dinner for the entire family, the love that they showed in the home was just amazing. Absolutely. I mean, there's three, three things that I always sum it up as. And, you know, it's number one, love, right? And we, we, they put love into everything that they do, whether they're doing Sunday sauce and meatballs, spaghetti and meatballs, or, you know, whether they're tending the garden, love is always part of everything that they do. And they will follow that through with, you know, their profession, right? Whether they are a farmer, whether they are a, um, you know, construction worker, uh, a seamstress, you know, all of these you know, hand labor. Um, and then the second thing is always music is followed after that in the background because it brings so much joy. And the third one I would have to say is food. Yeah. <laughs> because it brings us all together, you know. It's yes. just these three ingredients that really unite and create harmony and peace. And, you know, you kind of sit back and you say, you know what, everything is good with the world. Yeah, it's that's it's amazing. And you know, if we if we had that uh thought process and that love and we spread it outside of our home to um to the rest of the world, wouldn't this be a better place to live? Absolutely. It's uh you know, I just and and you know, you can't eat an elephant with uh one bite. So I'm hoping bite at a time that you you know, we can all spread this a little bit further and maybe reverse this whole entire world of thinking uh, that we have today. 
Absolutely. I mean, look, it's, you know, that's one thing that I enjoy about music is that it unites people together and the love and compassion and the understanding that's behind the music as well. You really don't even have, you don't even have to express yourself in words. All you have to do is just listen to a song or, you know, as a singer, you sing a song and you really can just tell by the body language of a person. And, um, yeah, and it, that and that warms your heart. It it does, and not only that, but you know, I've I've DJed, uh, uh, entertained uh, for years uh, since 1987, and uh, I have uh, probably performed at maybe 10,000 parties, events, weddings, and so on and so forth in my career. And it's amazing how you can bring worlds of different thought processes and culture and how you can bring them together through music. Absolutely. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's what makes the world go round. Music is definitely, I have to say one genre that really unites everyone. It's powerful. It's powerful. It is. And, and, and what got you interested in music when, cause you were young. I was. So, you know, my mom, uh, who was a a seamstress, but also a teacher of fashion design in Italy. And every morning she would put on music and start singing. And, you know, I just kind of gravitated to this music. And, you know, from there, when I was growing up into maybe five, six, seven years old, I started to sing along with her. And that's when she discovered, oh, my God, you know, she has a voice and she started to help me cultivate it. Because I think the most important thing when you're young and finding a talent that, you know, God has given you is that you need to cultivate it. And and it's a gift that you don't even know you have until. Exactly. Exactly. And, And with everything else, you know, you have to take time. And as much as you're eager to get out there and and start performing, you know, there's that, you know, behind the scenes do of of basically, you know what, let's exercise and and let's do what we have to do to get it to the point of where we would like it. And voice lessons was one of them. And let me tell you, voice lessons at the time was very, very hard for them to afford. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, she would actually give me, you know, voice lessons, but she then decided to um, put me in a festival that they were having in Brooklyn, where I was living in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. That's where I'm from. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, that's where we, in 1987, we, we lived in Brooklyn in Bensonhurst. That's where we migrated uh, from Italy. And so they were having this contest that was called Lodecino Doro USA. And... Basically, it was a a bunch of children from, you know, different age categories. And my mom made me present a song called La Lambata Napoletana, (laughs) 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 which is the forbidden dance, you know, for an eight year old singing this song was pretty (laughs) was pretty sassy. You know, she had made my outfit um, from scratch. And, you know, from there it was, you know, and I was I had a lot of stage fright when I was a child. Um, sometimes they still do. And it's interesting on how you overcome these things because once I do my first, my first song, um, then I become so, you know, happy on stage, um, because I get to see my audience who's also happy and, you know, they, they basically give me the energy and they keep, 
they keep me going. So it's, um, it's really an amazing journey from that little girl at eight years old. And we used to go to parties and my mom and my dad would be like, okay, so you're going to sing tonight. Right. And they would tell me in the beginning of the event and the whole event, I would be like already panicking from like, performing. <laughs> <laughs> cause you know, Italians are like, you know, to get you to face your fear, they're going to help you face your fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can count on how many, Chris, you know, how many weddings I've been to and how many, I don't know, communions, confirmations of family events that we went to and I ended up singing. Um, and you know what? If it wasn't for that push, I don't know if I would be here today. <laughs> and you know what amazed me? I saw a lot of your videos and uh, uh, you don't talk much with your hands when you're singing. I try to. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I'm holding the microphone. Yes. So if um, I took that microphone away, you think you'd start singing in uh, bilingual with the hands as well? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of, uh, you know, some uh, sassy Italian uh, Neapolitan songs like like Tarantella Napoletana, yeah. which uh, the audience will hear. And, you know, La Tarantella is, very, is all about movements. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's all about, you know, kind of putting your hands on your hip and, you know, kind of shaking your booty a little bit. <laughs> and and so that's, you know, the, the and, and there's parts of the songs where, you know, you have to make gestures in order to understand. Right. And, you know, people don't even have to know the language, but on your gestures that you do as you perform the song, people understand, people right. get it. Right. And, and it's funny, you said stage fright. You play, you, you performed for 55,000 people. How'd that feel? Oh my goodness. I know, you know, it was, I have to say it was one of the best experiences of my life. And you always, you know, when you're younger, you tend to make things be bigger than they are. Right. Um, when it comes to performing and I had some great support team behind me, um, you know, number one being my parents, my sister and my family that was, that came from Italy that year. Um, and it was like the best timing for them to come from Italy. They've never been to America before. And they have, you know, their cousin singing at Shea Stadium. It was like a dream come true for them. So it was almost like, you know what, I have to do this for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that kind of gave me um, a great, you know, you start building strength. And I think that that's the most important thing that I have to say to these youngsters out there today is, you know, when we're young, we're so consumed in, you know, friendships and um, doing the things that you're supposed to do at that age. But I have to say music for me was my outlet. Right. right. Um, you, you, forgot know, to, you forgot to mention cell phones. You can't ever see these kids anymore. They're all exactly. Yeah. And I was lucky. I didn't grow up in the cell phone era. I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy about that um, because as an adult, we we can see how it can affect us. Right. Um, and I can only imagine being young and, you know, being in your teenage years. Um, but, you know, music being the outlet is really what held me grounded and to cultivate this talent that I've had. And I just enjoy being around people. I enjoy how it made them feel. You know, I used to have so many people come up to me and say, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to come today, but I'm so glad I did. And I feel so much better. Thank you. 
Right. And when you hear, when you hear that, it's just an amazing, um, an amazing thing. It is. It really is. You know, uh, I was mentioning earlier that, uh, and I'll mention it over the air because she is listening, Romina Perry. She was on my show as well. And uh, she's a fan of yours. And uh, she says, I'm listening, Brooklyn Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely one of her fans as well. You know, her and her dad has the same relationship that, you know, I started out when I was young. And, you know, it's the right way to do it. I mean, you know, you, you want to stay close to your parents and they're going to guide you in the right direction. And as long as you have the passion for it, you know, you're going to get there. Your dreams will come true. And as I mentioned, it's all about focus and making sure that, you know, this is the path you want to go by. And, you know, there's sacrifices in that, which means that, you know, Maybe going to the movies with your friends is not going to happen because, you know, you might have a show to do on a weekend. Right. So those are the compromises that you have to make. And um, but I don't know, music for me never made me feel I was missing an action. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I always found excitement in what I was doing, that whatever my friends were doing at that time wasn't really exciting to me, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, while we're talking, I, I got a couple of texts of uh, our listeners in, uh, sure. on our separate line, and um, uh, they all are saying hello. Uh, one especially, we, we have listeners all around the world. We have about 85% of the world captured with listeners. And uh, uh, guys out in California who are uh, our first responders, the uh, the firemen of Maston Station 2, California, are all saying hello to you and uh, um, uh, are happy to hear you on the, on the show today. And uh, Wow, thank the, you so much. The, the guys that, you know, those guys are, are really important in our society today and, and uh, first responders yes. all around the world. But to have those guys to take the time, they, they listen to us all the time. They have us tuned in to their, uh, uh, to, to their station uh, right there at the firehouse, and they listen to us every Sunday, Friday, and Sunday afternoon. So while they're there at the at the firehouse, that's what they listen to, and they're having a lot of fun listening to you as well. I'm so glad, and I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know how many thank yous it will take, but we really, really do appreciate all that you do. Yeah, yeah, the same for me too. That uh, these guys are amazing, and. Uh, our, you know, our thoughts and, and prayers are with them when they're on on uh, on call. Uh, Absolutely. You mentioned your mom. Uh, you touched my heart there. You mentioned your mom is a seamstress. And, yes. And your father, what does he do? So my father, he, well, he actually, I don't know what we call them. Um, he can do, you know, he can build a house from the ground up. Oh. And so I guess we can say construction worker, but, you know, he does exterior, interior, tile work, kitchen plumbing, electric, <laughs> I mean, he's really a jack of all trades. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, he does everything. Does, and, he, um, does he feel like visiting Geneva? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he would, unfortunately he is retired, um, but he is still a passion of his. Um, you know, that's one thing that passion is about. Um, you know, when you find your, your master of purpose of life, Right. You never you never abandon it. And, um, you know, I realized that in his time that he's been retired, you know, there's always a project that he's doing. He never has enough time. 
Exactly. And he never (laughs) ceases to amaze me because, you know, he's just, you know, it's just amazing things that he can create from his hands. Right. Right. And, and, Um, and, and not to take away from any other cultures, traditions, people or anything else, but I, I gotta say that people, that the Italian culture and the Italian people are very, very, very passionate individuals. Yes. And such as myself, if I can't get something done, Right. I'm not doing it at all. I'll just throw it out. You know, it has to be done right. And and it has to be done with the best quality uh, that you can imagine. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's almost like we go all in, you know, it's 110 percent. We never have have do anything. 110 (laughs) percent or nothing. Exactly. So, and and as I said, you you, you touched my heart with uh, your mom being a seamstress because both my mom was a seamstress and my dad was a tailor. And, wow. And that's why they came. They came in 1959. Wow, um, okay. And so they were here a little bit earlier than, than your parents. And then mm-hmm. I was the only one born in the United States. So my brothers and my sister were all born in uh, Sicily. So, okay. So, uh, you know... The, I know, I know. Everybody says, well, you know, the Sicilian is where the sauce is and this and that. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter where in Italy. It, it tastes just as good, you know, and, and the cultures are just the same and everything else. But, of course, I will say that that, that is the tropics of, uh, of Italy is in Sicily. Absolutely. I've heard amazing, amazing things about Sicily. It's definitely on my list. That, I, want, I was uh, The beaches are amazing. Outside of the food, of course, yes. um, that is also amazing. That's the Caribbean of Italy. And, and, yes, it is. And yes, it is. Take, take it from me. You've got to go. And I will. I mean, you know, this year has been a rough year, I believe, for everybody. Um, COVID-19 has really shaken a lot of our plans. Oh, yes. Um, I was planning to go to Italy in May this year. And, um, you know, for my cousin's wedding, unfortunately, she wasn't able to get married. Um, and so she has postponed it to next year. Uh, tell and her I'll DJ for her. I, I mean, we, I, I, I would hope that we could all go and just, you know, bring and, and just kind of show the culture that they have. Because it really is amazing when you go and, and to see an Italian wedding. Yes. It is really an all day affair. Uh, absolutely. It has to be. It needs to be. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's, an it's, all day it's, affair. A, it's a huge celebration. Come on. It's a lifetime of celebration. It is. I mean, they start at like nine o'clock in the morning. You yes. get dressed as if you're going to the reception from 9 a.m. You go to church just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a breakdown. You go to church and then you um, start heading to the reception area and you basically start your wedding at like noon. Yep. One o'clock in the afternoon, and then it ends till midnight. Yes. Um, and in between there, you have had four choices of pasta, um, two types of salads, and then you might have had also. And granted, there was a happy, uh, not a happy hour. A um, there was a um, a, you know, what's the hour? The appetizers where yeah, you have yeah. like you know a, a pet- cocktail a- hour. In between there, exactly. And then you've had probably four types of uh, entrees. Right. Then there's a dessert table and then you get fireworks at the end. (laughs) 
I isn't that amazing? I, I, it is. I, okay, it is so here's the offer. You tell your cousin. It's your cousin, correct? Yes, Serena. So tell your cousin to, to listen at, well, 5 o'clock here. It's going to be 11 o'clock there. And it's going to be exactly. late for her tonight. But you tell her that I said that if she wants an American DJ to come all the way to Italy to go play, tell her I'll do it. I'll do it as an honor to come to Italy. We'll come there. We will perform for you. And we will we will perform the entire day. I don't care. You know, <laughs> that is amazing. I we'll celebrate. We'll celebrate with the band that's there or whoever she's going to have as musicians. And we'll have the American version of the Italian uh, uh, festival. And uh, Absolutely. you tell her it's on me. As, as long as I could see a little bit of Italy, I'll do anything to go there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely plan that. It's, it's really an amazing event. And, you know, La Puglia has uh-huh. so much to offer, too. That's my region. Yes, it's beautiful there. I um. In La Provincia di Taranto, and um, you know, that's where the Tarantella originated. So exactly. it's even amazing for me. <laughs> and that's where we're going to play the Tarantella later on today. So when, if you, you know, as you're listening later on, uh, you know, here, here the Tarantella. I'm going to play that in, on uh, as an honor for your city of where you came from in Italy. Absolutely. So, uh, so again, I'm I'm gonna see you at uh, your cousin's wedding uh, next year sometime. Absolutely, I will keep you posted. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned uh, uh, Bensonhurst. Where in Bensonhurst did you live? Oh boy! So Bensonhurst, I was at Seventy Second Street and Twentieth Avenue. Seventy Second and Twentieth Avenue. So, Bef- you, I I just want to mention this before you you go on. My grandmother lived two blocks from you. Wow. And I that was amazing. I was on 62nd and 21st Avenue. So did you go to PS247? Uh no, I actually because we moved from um uh McDonald Avenue in Bay Ridge. Okay. Uh so I I actually did uh I went to school in the Bay Ridge area which was PS179 and then went to Montauk High School or Montauk Junior High School. And then went to East New York because, uh, uh, and I traveled two hours by train, only because they had an aviation program there. And uh, that is so, amazing. so I went to East New York High School, and um, that was interesting in itself. But, uh, but I can't believe we we were neighbors. Come on now. We were neighbors. I mean, look, not only paisans, but also neighbors. I mean, like, it's a small world. I have to say, you find so many people that have walked the same, um, you know, have had the same walk of life. And it's very common in the Italian culture. And, you know, it kind of gives you some excitement a little bit to know that everybody has been you know, it's almost like this rite of passage in some sort of way. (laughs) Yeah. And I swear that somewhere along the line, whether it was at, at Abate uh, uh, Bakery or uh, yes. we must have run into each other. Either I ran into your parents or something. There, you I'm know, sure. 18th Avenue. 18th Avenue. There was Villa Abate. That was uh, it was called the what was it called? Uh, Alba. See, Alba. Alba. So so uh, if anybody has, is go, goes to Brooklyn. You have to stop at Villa Abate Pastry and at Bakery. It is amazing there. It really is. I mean, it's when you talk about authentic pastries, 
I mean, that was like the go-to. I had people that even lived from New Jersey go there because they knew that they were going to get the best pastries in town. Absolutely. And if I come <laughs> down to, uh, to Atlantic City, uh, I'm going to stop there on the way and I'm going to pick up some pastries, put them on ice and bring them down to Atlantic City for you. I, w- I would love that. I mean, I, I'm actually, you know, this is one thing about being a performer. You have to be careful about your weight. And so I've been doing the most anti-Italian thing ever, which is <laughs> no sugar, no bread, and no pasta. Oh, well, I I did an, an anti-Italian thing because of health reasons uh, back in November. Yeah. I had uh, bariatric surgery. So okay. I can't no longer eat like an Italian. So, um so when I do eat, if I have a, a piece of a pastry, it's a crumb. Right. <laughs> and, no, I, I, and I totally get it. I mean, in a way, it's probably best because, you know, all the good things that taste so good are so bad for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, you know. <laughs> well, in moderation. In moderation I, I, probably isn't. But, you know, I, I, I agree with you. Everything that tastes good is bad for you, but... You know, even with bariatric surgery, I'll eat everything. I'll just, I'll have a crumb of everything. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's really good. But we, that's the way you have to have, that's the way to live, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the best thing to do is that you can have everything that life is, you know, give us and and do it in moderation. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like I said, I got to pick up, what's your favorite pastry, Italian pastry? Oh my gosh. Uh, I did. This is a tough one, I have to say. So I'm, I definitely love my cannoli ricotta cream. Ah, yes, absolutely. Cannoli is like one of my biggest ones, and it has to be done right. You know, like it can't be over, you know, it can't be too sugary. It yes. has to be like an equal balance of. Um, then, of course, there's the sfogliatella. Ah, the sfogliatella. Um, and then, you know, because my dad loves this and, you know, I, I tend to grow on it is the baba. <laughs> oh, the baba. Oh, when did you start eating babas? Uh, definitely after 21 years old <laughs> when I was allowed to have alcohol. Um, you can no, get drunk on that pastry. You can, you can. And see, I never liked it actually. Cause you know, in Italy, a little taste here and there is okay. Um, uh, you know, even like the little glass of, you know, a little drop of wine is allowed, but um, in any event, um, yeah, I didn't necessarily like it, but you know, now it's growing on me, but I, <laughs> I haven't had pastries in a really long time. <laughs> so we should stop talking about that, right? Yes. I'm, I'm gaining yes. weight just talking about it. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was an amazing bakery there and, uh, a great place in, uh, Bensonhurst. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, some of the things uh, uh, that we talked about culture-wise, and you talked about the meatballs, and you know, there's brajol, and uh, oh my gosh, I went to an Italian pl- uh, uh, grocery store in uh, Rochester yesterday, and you performed in Rochester. I have. There's a place there called Rubino's um, Italian Foods, and then there's another place that uh, we we go to as well. Uh, Lombardi's, and um, uh, they have a they have a really good collection of Italian oils and stuff like that. And uh, just walking into a store like that, it's amazing. You go into another world because it smells so amazing. 
Absolutely. It gives you la nostalgia dell'Italia. <laughs> yeah. Il profumo d'Italia. I mean, seriously, it's it's the perfume of Italy. It brings back so many memories when I was a kid going shopping with my nonna. It, it really is the aroma in itself should be bottled up because it really yes. is amazing. <laughs> and, you know, some of the words that you say uh, just brings me back and in my memories of uh, good times. Nonna. What a beautiful word. Um, what do you call what do you call your dad? So I call my dad uh, Pompeo. Pompeo. <laughs> wow. No, that's- that's a, that's a little that's a little of a because he you know his name is Rosario uh-huh. but you know we say he his his short his nickname in in the town was Pompeo uh-huh. but which is pretty close to Papa, Papa you know right. and I I have always when I was younger I used to call him Papi yeah pa. <laughs> you know and, and there was so many different variations yeah. and um, I mean I still call him Dad you know like it's. No, but it, 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 the papas that that you know you stumped me when you said Pompeo. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, nobody actually. <laughs> it's it's one of those terms where like you know I'm known as Gra. Yep. And so we we all go by these nicknames. I know. Um, and so you know, as I got older, I mean, I would never dare to do it when I was younger. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was younger, it would always be Papi or Pa. You know, Papa. If you did it when if you did it when you were younger, you you practiced social distancing from your dad at that moment. A hundred and ten percent. I mean, <laughs> just the look, and you know, um, it would it would definitely scare you away. <laughs> um, I I remember those looks from the parents. You know, we used to go visit people, our friends, family, whoever, and my mother would give us the talk beforehand. You know, in Italian. Yes. Yes. I don't. If they tell you to do something, you don't do it until you look at me and then bada beam, bada boom, bada bum. <laughs> and then and then we'd sit there and 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 whoever it was would say, uh, "Would you like a glass of water or soda?" And I um, I look at my mom and and I could tell just by the eyes whether or not uh, I should say yes or no. And God forbid <laughs> if I made the wrong answer, you know. I know. <laughs> it is really true. I mean. And you know what's interesting is that they never actually acted on it. No, half of the time I I don't know and, what I was afraid of. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't either. I mean, that was the greatest way to <laughs> grow up. Because, it was the look. The look. I mean, we were also very, very well behaved. I mean, just imagine a five-year-old or a six-year-old being still. I mean, I remember going to people's homes and literally sitting down at the table as the adults were conversing. It was really not that, you know, interesting to me. <laughs> but you so sat young. there. But I sat there and, <laughs> you know, granted, whenever um, the cookies came out um, yeah. and you wanted out, so many of them. <laughs> I did. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when it became interesting for me. Again, food. <laughs> yeah, But you wanted so many of them. But God forbid you even reached for them. I'll tell you what. You I don't know. reach for them. And, and you so look true. at your mom and it's like, with these little puppy dog eyes, can I have one? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's really true. And then yeah. when you said, when you sit there, do you remember? I know you, you had either mom or nonna. Come on. The plastic on the furniture. <laughs> well, yes. When we came here to America, that was a thing. Um and, you know, what's interesting is that in Italy, my nonna had, you know, coverings, but they were like 
they were they were plastic, especially on the table. It was really yes. more of a table thing than it was on a couch thing. Yeah. Oh, we had it on the couch. I hated it in the summer. I know, I know, but I bet you've taken a lot of naps and. <laughs> <laughs> but they were beautiful. You know, they my, were beautiful. I, I, we used to walk into my mom's house and go, "Look, there's the museum." Yes, that, and that's exactly right. I mean, look, I there's a section to this day of my home that we're not allowed to go in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do not go into the museum. Yes, because you know they're they're really for special occasions, and that's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas, New Year's Day, oh. and then Easter, of course. Yes. Oh my gosh! You know, you bring up all these, you know, you bring up all these great memories, and uh, I, I just love talking about this so much. And you know, Me too. You, your mom, uh, mama, what do you call si? mama? Mama. Mama Maria. Mama Maria, come stai, mama Maria? Ciao, mama. <laughs> I'm, she's probably listening, going, "Oh my gosh, she's... she is upstairs." <laughs> Mama, come stai? Uh, fare la, la salsa um, di pomodoro? Huh? Si, si. <laughs> um, she, she, her favorite song, Mama. It is. Um, so it is actually Mama, um, one of her favorite songs. I think she has so many, just like I do. Um one of her favorites is also Rose Rosse Per Te from uh -huh. Massimo Ranieri because my nonno, Cosimo, used to sing that to my nonna Graziella. Oh, wow. And, and you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it gives me goosebumps because, you know, they were really, really the epiphany of love. Yes. The love that they had for each other, Brooklyn Mike, it was really something that, you know, not only a movie scene, but it was really genuine and real and authentic. And um, and now I'm going to get started. But, um, you know, they, they really it's loved It's okay. Each you other. did it to me. I know. I know. And you know what? Because it's also Father's Day and, you know, we can't no, forget no. our grandparents. Yes. Because, you know, they have definitely... I lived with my grandmother and my grandfather, me and my sister, for a year while my parents were here in America to um, make sure that it was safe for us to come, you know? You know, it, it, it was difficult. It was difficult. It you was. know, my, my uh, mom and dad came in 1959, and they came with nothing. Yeah. The, the clothes on their back, and they came here. And uh, yep. um, truly pioneers, and they did it for us. They did it they for really the did. children. They did it to have a better life and followed a dream and uh, um, they did it for their children. And that really is did. the love that uh, is an amazing part of the Italian culture and for many, many other cultures. But I actually got to see my parents struggle and I started to work when I was seven years old in a uh, fruit store in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, you do a lot of these, you know, when you start and that's one thing is that when you start to see how hard, you know, they work um, and you want to you start actually proactively asking, you know what, mom, dad, what can I do? What can I do to help? Because they don't want and they didn't want any help and they didn't want any. I mean, the most important thing for us was you have to go to school, go to school. I was I was the first uh, college graduate of my family. So me and my sister, same thing. You know, and uh, yeah. 
Um, matter of fact, I had anticipated going into the military because I knew my father and mother could not afford um, college. And yeah. um, so I worked hard while I was in school. I was an A student, wound up with a full tuition scholarship to uh, the Academy of Aeronautics. And uh, uh, my mom and dad were, were just, uh, uh, just so honored to have their son graduate from college. Um, Absolutely. Oh, my God. That's yeah. another great memory. It really is. See, this is uh, you see the pattern of making them proud. Yes. You know, it's it's really I'm sure that they were over the moon. Yep, they um, were, you know, seeing you get that diploma. And it really is like the fruit of their labor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, it was amazing because I I was not even aware of the the. Um, the scholarship when I went to graduation. Matter of fact, there was a bus outside with uh, waiting for all of us to go in it after graduation. We were off to the military, and uh, my recruiter said, "You know what? Let's uh, let's hold off on yours." I said, "Why is that?" You know, I thought it was a problem, and they said, uh, "No, no, no. After the graduation, if you decide, then you can go." I said. You know, something's up here. <laughs> and and uh, I actually heard my mom scream uh, in in the background when they announced my name for the, the scholarship. And, uh, oh, that's amazing. She knew that I wasn't leaving home. <laughs> so <laughs> she said, oh, I'm going to go home, put the sauce on. <laughs> I'm going to feed him. He's not going anywhere. So. Yeah, well, that was that was actually a big one for me, too, where, you know, I, I, I was looking at because I, I studied vocal performance and I, I ended up going to Wagner College because we moved to Brook from Brooklyn to Staten Island. Right. And so I ended up going to Wagner College, which was very close to home. And mom and dad was very happy because I was looking at Berkeley College of Music in Boston and oh, wow. other, you know, colleges out of town and, you know, you can see their faces that they're like, yes, you know, go. And, but at the same time, you know, they, they were kind of, you know, in the part where they were really, um, you know, would be devastated if I were to leave. <laughs> Absolutely. That would crush, you know, and, and yeah. I moved to Connecticut uh, for two years when I graduated working for an aeronautical company. And uh, I'll tell you a quick story. My mom cooked the entire week for me and she put them in little trays and she said um, Monday she'd write Monday lunch then another tray Monday dinner <laughs> Tuesday lunch Tuesday dinner she had the entire week and then she had Friday lunch and I had no Friday dinner because she expected oh, no. me to be home <laughs> she says you want Friday dinner you'll come home yeah. So she had the entire week uh, planned for me, and she did that for two years while I was in Connecticut. And I said, "Mom, you know, you don't have to do that. No, no, you you gotta have you gotta have a manjada. You gotta manjada." Yeah. So she would do the entire uh, the entire week. And you know, so going back to uh, your grandparents, um, yes. they are no longer here with us. No, they're not. And uh, I'm sorry for that. Uh, but they were, uh, how much of your career did they get to see? Oh, wow. Um, they had their fair share. I mean, every time they'd come to visit, um, 
it started from eight years old all the way to like, you know, my second album they came out, which is Dedicato a Voi. And, um, you know, my grandmother, even Destino, which is uh, an album that I did when I was 16 with a friend of mine that Destino. wrote most of the songs. Destino. Destino. Yes, which is Destiny. Correct. And um, that is where Portami a Ballare was born. And then I re I did a remix of Portami a Ballare, and that's the one that you'll hear later today. And so, you know, every time that, you know, a CD would come out, I mean, my mom, my grandmother, my mom would give it to my grandmother, and, you know, they would bring, like, about 20, 50, 30, whatever, how many copies that they would have in the luggage. And my grandmother would give it to the town. Like, you know, <laughs> this is... This is my this is my granddaughter, you know. Yeah. Um, please listen to her. And so, like, basically, it would spread around through Masafra Provincia di Taranto. Right. And it would be interesting because when I would go visit, there would be a lot of people that would come up to me and say, "Oh my God, you have an amazing voice." You're, and I didn't even know who they were. And I'm like, "How do they know?" And then my grandmother's <laughs> like, "What do you think? I'm here not promoting you. Of course, I'm going to." And um, <laughs> You know, I, I was very lucky in 2012 um, that I sang in my hometown, Masafra Provincia di Taranto, in a summer festival that was out there when I had, I, it wasn't even planned, to be quite honest. It was just something spontaneous. And to be on that stage with all of my cousins and my grandmother, my father had already passed away. But, you know, it really does something to you. Yes, it does. It really um, does. And, and so it, it just kind of validates again that, you know, um, every road leads back to music. And, and that has been my journey. Yes. And um, that's amazing. Uh, and, and you showing up at, your, at the place you were born uh, yes. to sing uh, was like Elvis Presley coming back to life. <laughs> it really was. I mean, honestly, it, 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 you never um, expect the warmth and the embrace and um it really is amazing when you go back to your hometown and everybody looks up to you and you know they they kind of also adore the fact that like oh my god you know it's kind of like a walking success story right now um, i'm sorry no no and your, that's it i mean your mom your mom's name is maria yes maria scala maria scala Maria Scala, you know, um, uh, Graciana, we're going to take a break real quick. Okay. Um, and, and here's a present for your mom, Maria Scala. This is for you, Mama. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Graciana with Mama.
sarai con me, tu non sarai più sola. Quando ti voglio bene, queste parole d'amore, e ti sospira. Graziana Maria Lazaro. Beautiful, beautiful song. Mama, what a great song there, Graziana. One of the best. Yeah, best it is. songs, great lyrics. You want to take uh, two minutes to bring some box of tissues to mom upstairs? <laughs> Mama I'm Maria, sure. that was for you. Che bella ganzona. Si. What a beautiful song. Oh, my gosh. I remember my mom crying every time she heard that. And that was a song that they played at a lot of Italian-American weddings where the, the, the mother and the son would dance. Absolutely. So it was Big great. time. I was in a wedding band for a really long time um, and I had my fair share of... Uh, weddings. So, yeah, weddings, yes. And along with the Lauretta. Lauretta was a, a father-daughter dance. Lauretta was the song that my brother danced with his daughter, at, yeah. at her wedding, and uh, we have a version of Lauretta uh, by uh, Biagio. And he, oh, cool. He's a friend of yours as well. Yes, he is. And Biagio was on, Biagio was on the show, so he's, a, he's turned out to be a good friend of mine now. Um, and uh, I'm telling you, it, you know, we have every, we've had uh, started this show about a year ago, 
And uh, we've had over 30 people join us. Um, and I'm going to talk to um, one of my guests uh, that you said you would like to, to meet, uh, Christina Fontanelli. Yes, absolutely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send her your information and say, Christina, give her a uh, you know give her a buzz. <laughs> and um, it would be awesome. I really um, I, I adore her music and you know what she does for the Italian community. Really yes. uh, outstanding. But uh, it 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 is, and and I have become very close to all of my uh, uh, guests here on the show, and uh, some people have kept in contact with me and say, hey, I'd, I'd love to be on your show again. And so they come back. And so, uh, Graziana, that offer is always to you as well, you know. Thank and you so much. I have to say, I feel like I'm at home. Say <laughs> familia, okay? Si, siamo familia, infatti. So how old were you when you released your first CD? So I was about 16. Um, I was in Staten Island at the time. Um and so that's when I had mentioned about Destino was an album of all about eight original Italian songs uh, that a, a, a friend of ours, uh, Franco Palerio, yes. at the time, um, you know, helped write these songs. And so we, you know, um, got the CD all underway. And, um, you know, it's, it, it was great. It's just, you know, as always... Italian music, you know, when you're here in, in America, you know, it, it has to, uh, the cover songs are always the ones that the audience, you know, it's like no one wants to change, right? right. The idea of change. Um, but I have to say, you know, I, I was so proud of this project at a young age um, that, you know, it kind of, again, validated, you know, that this is my purpose. You know, Destino is actually one of, the songs and the lyrics say it where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm put of where I am today because it's destiny. And, you know, I, I have awakened to my purpose and that purpose is to sing and to bring joy to everybody that I touch with music. And, you know, that is really the ultimate purpose, right? The right. ultimate purpose of uplifting people and leaving them always better than they came. That's right. And and uh, music is a good healer because I, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I've had experiences when when I was performing that um, uh, men can understand that when you have a kidney stone, how painful that is. And uh, I was performing one time and had a kidney stone just prior to my performance at a wedding. Once I hit, hit that that play button on my first song and started to perform because I'd get out on the dance floor and I'd show line dances and all that. I was in a total different world. I got into a zone that I didn't feel pain. I didn't feel anything. It's a great healer. Music is an amazing healer. And I went through that entire wedding, passing that kidney stone with some major pain. And, and, aye, aye. and I don't even remember uh, uh, the pain I was having um, but I do remember that was one of my best performances at one of the weddings I did. And, uh, and then when it, once it was done, I collapsed, I was done. I was, I'm finished. sure, I'm sure, you know, and I agree with you. It is definitely a healer and it's also a strength. It's a strength. Yeah. You can pull from it as well. 
Exactly, uh, because, you know, there. I'm sure that there have been many, many performers out there that, you know, find themselves in certain situations, whether, you know, you're overheating because it's so hot out. Oh, yeah. Um, you got to play it at festivals, and I'm sure it was over 80 degrees at some of these absolutely. festivals. Absolutely. And yes, you're and, and, you're wearing your, your beautiful dress. You got your hair done. The last thing you, you, you start feeling is the heat. And then when once you start getting on that stage, you know it's very hot. And, Absolutely. But There's you don't lights feel, on there, too. You don't feel anything. Yes, it's true. You All don't. of a sudden, you become that performer. Yes. And and when you get off the stage, you got, you know, 60 pounds of water just dropping off of you, you know? <laughs> no, it's true. It's a great workout. It is a workout. It is. Now, speaking of the the performances, you have performed and opened for many acts, uh, to name a few. The Shirelles, the Duprees, the Drifters, the Platters. Johnny Maestro, the Brooklyn Bridge, Al Martino, Don Cornell, Pat Cooper. Yes. Oh my gosh. At the Westbury Westbury Music Fair. Look at all these people. What such an honor to be an opener for these people, for these acts. It really was a dream come true. The Duprees. Oh my gosh. The Duprees. I, I, you know, I play, we play a, uh, another live show after the Italian show, which is the Sock Hop Sunday. And it's Mm -hmm. a tribute to the Mystics. And uh, we have people like the Mystics, Dante and the Whiteheads, the Capris, the Classics. We've had them on the show, and we've become good friends with them. These guys are amazing, and you opened up for them. These guys were gold, gold, golden record hits. Yes, they were. And here's Graziana, right there <laughs> with them. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 really been a wild experience, and um, I'm just grateful for it. Grateful for every single one. It's amazing. It, it really is amazing. And to be exact, over 57,000 people at the Shea Stadium. And uh, our listeners in Poughkeepsie, New York, uh, they're dedicated listeners of ours. They're listening to the show right now. And um, um, like I said, they're big fans of yours now, just for the fact that you, you sang at Shea Stadium. They're big Mets fans. I mean, you know, that's one thing about New Yorkers. I, you know, I um, I adore and and I am a Mets fan only because they gave me that opportunity to sing the anthem. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I really, I actually met, um, I, I met so many um, great uh, players too at the time. It was in two thousand and two thousand and one. Did you get a baseball um, all signed and everything? Oh, of course. And I gave it to my little cousin that was visiting from Italy. Oh, that's so. sweet. <laughs> so he has that memory. And he's he's driving a Maserati because he sold it now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um, back then, uh, the big station in Brooklyn, in New York, WKTU. Yes. Yes. And uh, they had a lot of mixed music and stuff like this. And here you come with another song, Portami a Ballare, Take Me Dancing. Yes. And that's an original. It is an original, absolutely. Written absolutely. by you, sang yes. by you, and it's an amazing song. It really is. I mean, I have some great um, feedback, um, you know, with, with this song because of the Latin feel and then the Italian. Yep. Um, and so people enjoy it. You know, uh, uh, if... if uh, there's ever an opportunity. I we definitely want to come and see you. Uh, so you I got, would love it. You got to you got to keep me posted. I'm going to be the one that's going to introduce you on stage. 
Absolutely. If you allow it, if you allow me. Of course, of course. So 2021 is going to be a great year. I am hoping a lot of the events that were booked in 2020, um, you know, will reconvene next year. It's, it's all a wait and see because we don't know how long this virus is going to hang around. Right. And I really hope that, you know, it goes away quicker (laughs) sooner rather than later i know i know and and uh i i look forward to some sort of normalcy i'm getting tired with the mask and things like that breathing my own carbon dioxide (laughs) yes yes it's it's terrible imagine you know having to have that for you know eight hours straight for doing a shift or 12 hours i mean for us that have to go in for you know just something really quick and in and out and then we can take it off in the car right um it's not that big of a deal but you know for those especially the first responders right. you know um that we were speaking about you know it's it's tough it's not it's definitely not easy and the guys at the again they they uh texted me again uh saying how you're you have such a beautiful voice captain thank you so much captain he's a uh, he must be irish he's got a name of captain anthony anastasi Bello. <laughs> it's actually it's, it's Italian, Antonio Anastasi. Yeah, I, I bust his chops a lot. Him and the chief there at the the, the fire station up in California, uh, they uh, they are awesome, and uh, they're on our show every Friday night, listening, sending us, flooding us with messages while they're working, and uh, we're entertaining them. I mean, you got to join us on the Friday night show. It's a blast. We have a great time. I will. I actually this Friday I'm marking my calendar and I'm going to join the uh, what, what do you call it? The Corona hit party, <laughs> the, the Corona Friday house party. I love it. The Corona Friday house. And, party. and I mean, it's you it, can't it, go wrong with it. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is uh, I try to take pictures with Corona's all around town and stuff like this. And, and uh, we just had uh, a picture that we posted on uh, Facebook with a German shepherd with a Corona. And, I did uh, see that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have a great time on that show, and uh, you know, you can join us and uh, maybe go live with us. Uh, Lisa join, is a co-host, and uh, as well as a, uh, Scott West, he's a DJ down in uh, Maryland, and uh, we're all on the air and having a good time. And I get kind of stupid because I have a drink here and there, and uh, we have a drink of the week, and uh, I get kind of stupid, and it's a, it turns out to be a fun party. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it, Friday is the uh, is a day to unwind. Unwind, exactly. Now, it, it turned out so well that we, our feedback was you can't get, because it was only going to be for just the lockdown. So uh, we had such feedback that we're going to continue this uh, all the way, uh, you know, as far as uh, we can. Uh, Absolutely. So, so it's going to be a permanent show. You bring a lot of you bring a lot of joy, I'm sure. And I think that it's fun. It you is. Know, at the end of the day, that's that's what it comes down to it. So speaking of fun, let's take another break and let's uh, play Portame a Ballare. Yes, enjoy it. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Graciana Maria Lazaro with Portame a Ballare. Portami a ballare, una sosta merengue contigo, mi gusta ballare. Portami a ballare, portami a ballare, io ti bacio e te labbro con gusto del mo tropicale. 
song Portame a Ballare that was an original song by our beautiful talented guest Graziana Maria Lazaro Maria that's uh, Graziana that is such a beautiful beautiful hit song there thank you thank you you, you know we're going to play this on Friday nights we're going to get people really dancing on the I on, would love that on their living room tables dining room tables I'm- Absolutely. I mean, look, it's it's one of those feel-good songs. It is um, a feel-good song. Yeah, and you know, what better way to express it through dance? You and, know, it's another it's another way of art. I'll tell you when I'm going to play this song. You know when I'm going to play it? After I after I perform at your cousin's wedding, I'm going to get <laughs> myself a nice Italian limoncello, find me a hammock yes. right by the beach, 
turn this up as loud as I can. And life is good. Yes, totally. I mean, look, I'm right there with you. I think that's something that we could definitely make it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's going to say, I got an Americano coming from uh, Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> he's going to play at my wedding. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're an Italian, so an Italian-Americano. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. My uh, my Italian is not very good, but my Sicilian is better. And uh, a lot of people in northern Italy don't uh, don't understand the Sicilian, you know. But uh, I, I'll get Our by. Yeah, no, and you know what? Our dialect, actually, so Massafrice is an infusion yes. of the Neapolitan, Sicilian, like all the dialects mixed into one, even Barese, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, yes. The and so, um, you yeah. know, the southern the southerners can definitely understand um, the dialects better. Unfortunately, yes, I have to agree, the northerners, not so much. Yeah, Barese, testa dura, huh? Beh, no, i calabresi sono Calab- Ah, dura. calabresi, calabresi. Scusi, eh? <laughs> I calabresi diciamo che we don't really know, but we can un- we can say that their dialect is very hard to understand. <laughs> that, that's right, the calabresi. That's what uh, I remember now. The calabresi was uh, the ones that were difficult for me to understand. Yes, they also have a pretty interesting dialect, I have yes, to say. It's a, it is interesting. Um we uh, how many CDs you have out? So in total, right now it's three. Any plans for new ones? Yes, I'm. Uh, you know, Corona kind of put a little uh, stop to it. I have uh, a fourth album that I'm working on, um, and it's gonna call. It's called Passione, and Passione, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be uh, a compilation of just passionate songs of love. Um, if you haven't noticed, I'm a hope hopeful romantic (laughs) and so um you know i have um a beautiful song you know like la vita uh from shirley uh, bassey and uh, you know there's going to be a couple of more of you know just some more neapolitan passionate songs um but then of course there's um for example uh you don't have to say you love me uh io che non vivo from dusty springfield um and just an infusion, Ancora Ancora from Mina, who's one of my mentors uh, growing up. I listened to Mina, and um, she's just an amazing artist. Um, I'm just thinking about other songs in there. Come Sapre was one of my songs that I participated in another festival here in the U.S., Microfono Doro, and it's called Come Sapre from Georgia. Right. And I've added that she won the festival of 1995, Sanremo Festival of 1995. And I have to say, it's, you know, um, it's just an amazing journey. It's it's really these songs are are kind of telling a little bit about myself as well. Right. um, Because they all have a story behind it. Right. Now, Um, you you are um, your 2020 schedule. Yes. So where are where are you with that? Where, where are you performing next? Uh, if if any of them have come back as far as uh, rescheduling? Yeah, I mean, right now it seems that there's going to be an opportunity, maybe in Newark for um, let's see, Newark, I believe Newark, New for Jersey. St. Rocco. Yeah, here in New Jersey, the St. Rocco Society in Fort Lee. Uh, with one of my uh, great friends, uh, Charlie, 
um, for CRC Productions. And, you know, that feast right now is to be on schedule. And so we are um, scheduled to perform on August 8th. August 8th. So that's your next first performance is August 8th. August 8th in St. Rocco Festival in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Fort Lee, New Jersey. And and who was who going to be performing with you during those? Uh, so that's Charlie CRC Productions. Uh-huh. Um, he also is known for the mozzarella song. He oh, is the yeah. Charlie chef. Yep, the chef. Yes. Um, the, the singing, singing chef. chef. Yes. He, and so. He makes some good mozzarella as he's uh, singing. Yes, he does. Yes. Um, and so it's going to be a great event with the hope that, you know, um, things are right on schedule. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, it takes a lot to um, organize these events. I mean, I had St. Peter's in um, in uh, Massachusetts on the 28th of this month, and that was canceled. Right. Um you know, previous to that, I had a Linguini and in, in, uh, in, uh, uh, a uh, St. Joseph and St. Patrick's event right. in, earlier in March, and that was canceled. Um, so, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but we, we definitely hope to bring these back next year. And, and please, uh, you know, uh, make sure your website is updated so that we can see uh, and uh, help advertise uh, some of these festivals for you. Um, you know, we, we're going to put some updates on our, our website, who, which is going to link to yours as well. And uh, so that uh, our listeners and your listeners or followers and fans can uh, can see those updates of your next appearances. Absolutely. I would love that. I mean, I, I, I'm doing a good job to be my own public relations team. Right. <laughs> Um, I've been, you know, posting on Instagram and on my music page on Facebook and also on my website. And, you know, I, I do keep people informed and having uh, you, TBMS, uh, com also posting my events it would be an extra uh, help. We, we're definitely going to do that for you. Um, so let the listeners know, um, how can they see information about you? what your website, your website address, uh, we're going to have that all on our website as well. But uh, now that you're on the air right now, now's a good time to tell them uh, what your websites are, your uh, social media pages and stuff like that. Absolutely. My website is www.grazianamusic.com. And um, and that's G-R-A-Z-I-A-N-A. Yes. Music.com. Correct. And, um, you know, my social media, I tried to do this as easy as possible, but yet, you know, I'm, my name is long and I can't help it, but it's going to be Graziana Maria Lanzaro, um, Facebook page, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. It's all under Graziana Maria Lanzaro. Awesome. And, uh, you know, when I introduced you, I, I, I didn't even ask you, but, uh, I just took the liberty you know, I didn't do it the American way. I didn't say Graziana Maria Lazaro. I said Graziana yes. Maria Lazaro. Yes, yes. So, you know, Mama Mama Maria, she says, oh, he said it right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think it's important to, um, you know, always 
because it's a learning curve, even for me. I mean, I, it's always great to learn the right way to say things. And actually, I was told that my last name is Lazzaro. Lazzaro, um, yes. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because when we do go to Italy, you know, they do say Lazzaro. Um, but when I came here, they say Lazzaro. So, you know, it's, it's um, I guess, maybe a preference, but maybe the right way is Lazzaro. Um, but I've never, I never grew up with it. Right. Um, so it's always, it's always, you always default to what you know. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, on your website, can they purchase your CDs? They can. And it, and it gets, um, basically, I get notified. And so I'm, you know, basically the person that will, you know, um, as long as you provide me with, an address, um, you will have the CDs delivered um, within the week. I'm going to go ahead and order some CDs. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad. <laughs> and, and they can see videos of, of you as well on your website. They can, yes. And also on the YouTube channel as well. YouTube channel, just uh, search under your name and they'll find it. Yes, absolutely. And if you go on my website, there's actually the links to my social media pages. So awesome. you can go to Instagram. Uh, Facebook music page, um, and also my YouTube from my website. Awesome. And um, Graziana, it's been such a, uh, an honor to have you here. Let's have some fun. Would you do me a, would you do me a favor? Yes. Would you, you know what a drop is? I don't know what the drop is. Okay. The drop is when somebody says, Hey, this is uh, Graziana Maria Lazaro. And I am the Italian uh, entertainer, Italian-American entertainer, and you're listening to the TBMSradio.com with Brooklyn Mike. Absolutely. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. you know what? We did this with uh, a couple of big-time groups, uh, the Mystics and stuff like this, and it was hilarious because some of the guys are older, okay? Uh-huh. They had number one hits uh, back in 1958, 1959. And, um, you know, so you calculate, well, okay, so they had a gold hit in 1959, and so they, they were probably in their 20s, you know, and so you calculate, oh, wow, they're 80 years old. So <laughs> when I told that to some of the guys, they said, hey, look, Mike, we can't remember what we have for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a lot of fun. Some of the outtakes were great, but uh, I'll give you a count and then you could go ahead and do it. And then, uh, you know what, we're going to keep that as a drop. And if you want to say, uh, this is uh, Graziana Maria Lazaro. Uh, Italian American entertainer. My website is at GrazianaMusic.com. You can put that in there too. Awesome. And then what we'll do is we'll put this on a rotation on a radio station throughout the day, uh, every day. And so people will hear that and uh, be interested to, to uh, check you out. Awesome. Let's All right. do it. Three, two, one. Ciao, this is Graziana Maria Lazzaro, Italian-American entertainer, and you're listening to www.tbmsradio.com with Brooklyn Mike, Sunday Dinner. Join us. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hold on a second. We're going to go into uh, two more songs, um, and I'm going to put, let me see. We've got uh, the Napoli mix. By, yes. By Graziana Maria Lazaro. And then we're going to do New York, New York. Yes. Those we're going to kick it off that way. Yes. So, Graziana, thank you so much. You don't don't hang up, but thank you so much. Uh, we love you. Uh, anytime. Love you, too. Thank you so much for everything. To the listeners, thank you again. You made me feel at home. And uh, 
I hope it will be just the beginning. It is just the beginning. It's the beginning of a, uh, a good relationship between us and, and you and, and your family. And um, you tell mom I'm coming over. I'm bringing some pasta. I'm, I'm going to celebrate. <laughs> and uh, anytime we're in that area, we're bringing food with us. Oh, and, and let me tell you, there's food already on the table. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. We just, you know, you can't, you can't show up empty handed, you know? I know. I have the same, the same thing instilled in me. So that's <laughs> the same thing. Can't come empty handed. Exactly. True. That's the, uh, that's the beauty of uh, our culture. It's, uh, you know, you're always going to have something in your hand when you go to somebody's house. But we love you and uh, thank you so much. We're honored to have you on our show and uh, uh, hold on. Great, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Napoli, the Napoli Mix by Graziana Maria Lazzaro. Quando mamma te t'ha fatta, quando mamma te t'ha fatta Vuoi sapere come facetta, vuoi sapere come facetta Per pasta sti carne bella, per pasta sti carne bella
Italian-American classic hits Here we go. with go. DJ go. Brooklyn Mike on Internet Radio.
Ah, New York, New York, with Graciana Maria Lazaro. What a great, great interview. We had a, a great time talking about the culture and all of the things growing up in Brooklyn and uh, uh, the struggles of an Italian family, but the love was always there. The love was always there. And you know, if you go on her website, there's a very sweet sentence that she, she wrote at the very end of her bio, and it says, P.S., a special thanks to my mom and dad with their sacrifices and the constant support allowed me to live my American dream each and every day. Your hard work and dedication will never go unnoticed and will forever be in my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, Graziana Maria Lazaro. Thank you so much, Graziana. It was such a great time. I had a great time with you. Mama Maria, you got a beautiful daughter. And um, um, she is a wonderful person. And uh, she's got a great future in the music business. So, again, thank you so much, Graziana, for being a part of our show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is TBMSRadio.com with Brooklyn Mike. Having Sunday dinner with Brooklyn Mike. 